Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Faithfully Engaged. Thanks for joining us today. And on today's show, uh, my guest name is Kristen. So Kristen, it's great to have you on. And why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yes. Hello, audience. (laughs) Uh, I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Johnny, for having me. Uh, My name is Kristen Chadwick. I am in Colorado. I love it here. I've been here for a long, long time. And uh, what I do is I am a podcast coach and a podcast manager. I love coming alongside podcasters who uh, have a story to share and have I think I truly believe that everybody has a voice that matters. And so what a cool way to come alongside people and encourage them in that way. And uh, so I have two of my own podcasts. One is holistic podcasting, podcast coaching for female entrepreneurs. And I have another podcast called Holistic Hearts, which is more, um, it's really all about faith and speaking into uh, people that are really wanting to take their journey of faith from their head to their heart. So I really practice what I preach <laughs> with having two podcasts and and really just sharing my passion through those. Great. Well, let's let's start on the on the faith side of things and then we we can work more into the podcasting. Tell us just a little bit about your your faith journey. Um you know, if if you grew up in church, if you came to faith later in life, just kind of walk us through your story. Yeah. So I actually, so my early, early years, uh, my, my parents were actually involved in Christian science. Um, and I'm so thankful for my mom, uh, just kind of having this intuition of something is just not quite right. Um, and so mid midway through elementary school, we got out of that and, um, ended up, uh, plugging into a local church and it really just was a part of my growing up years. Um, and wasn't really my own until middle school when I went to a Billy Graham crusade and felt a very strong pull to get called, um, and just to accept Jesus for myself. And that's really where my, my journey started was I really, uh, dug into journaling and prayer and reading the Bible for myself and, I watched my mom um, and her testimony. My parents ended up getting divorced and watched her faith journey in the most raw, real, humbling moments. And it really spoke to me of, wow, really the the rock we have is Jesus himself. And uh, so, yeah, so went through high school, did the youth group thing. um, And again, college really felt like a big turning point of of really understanding who Jesus was for me in that season. And, um, you know, I've, I've really been blessed for him to consistently show up in different ways in my life and what I needed in each season. And one of the biggest pivotal moments was when I was a young mom, I had four kids under the age of four. (laughs) Um, I had twins on the end. They were a surprise, surprise. And, uh, just was overwhelmed. Uh, there's a whole story there, but basically got to the end of my, myself and really cried out, uh, to know him in a, a deeper way that would actually transform the way that I looked at my life, the way that I parented, the way that I was a wife. 
and he met me. <laughs> Holy Spirit really came and and transformed my life um, back in 2015. So um, that was a big a big switch for me. Just kind of going from checking the boxes off to really engaging heart to heart with him. Yeah. Uh, just kind of going backwards a little bit, just for uh, maybe for uh, other listeners' clarification. I remember when I first heard of Christian Science, and I'm like, "Well, what's wrong with that? Like Christians <laughs> like science, um, and, and it's very, very confusing." Um, and, and I know a lot more about it, but uh, for the audience that maybe is confused, what you mean by that? What What exactly is Christian Science? Oh goodness, that's a great question. I really don't remember much other than. The main things were, um, there was a lady named Mary Baker Eddy, and that's kind of who we, we like read all of her stuff. Like that was the main person. I don't remember much, so you could probably Google it and find way better information, but that's the key thing. And then like sickness and, um, evil was all a part of your imagination. It wasn't real. So like if we were sick, we weren't really sick. It was just an imagination. So one of my earliest memories is listening to like a tape um, that was, it was basically like declaring that you were not sick, you were well, which there, there is some truth in that, you know, it's so tricky. And, and it, it just was off just, just a little. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm by no means a an expert on really any of these uh, kind of Christian cult type of things. Uh, uh, Christian science has always been that one that's been really tricky to me because it seems so innocent when you yeah. when you hear that, and yeah. um, there's a lot more in there. And I think that's something that's really important when we're looking at uh, even aside from like a cult, but when we're looking at lies. So often we think of a lie of, um, I tell, uh, I think of like an, somebody that struggles with anorexia and they tell themselves, well, I'm fat. Well, that's just a straight lie. Cause that, that mm-hmm. no, you're, you're not, um, you're, you're just not seeing that. Um, and that, not that Satan can't use just flat out wrong things, um, mm-hmm. like that, but so often there's that truth in there, kind of like you're saying there with, with some of the sickness stuff. It's not mm-hmm. like it's completely bunk. Um, and then yeah. there's enough truth in it. And that's how lies really get their power a lot. It's just that tiny bit of truth in there. And it can twist you and, and get you believing all sorts of crazy things because yeah. it's some of it seems right. Yes, it's so true. Yeah. And I, I know like my mom still talks about this day, like some of the greatest people she met was in the Christian Science Church. And that's, yeah, it's just, it's uh, tricky. <laughs> it's so mm-hmm. tricky. Just not, not capital T truth um, yes. in there. And, and yet, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I recently interviewed somebody that came out of a Jehovah's Witness Church and had okay. some, some similar experiences that, yeah, some great people that, that they met and people that legitimately were trying to seek truth and they thought they had truth, but, but it wasn't. And, and yeah. that's just what's so sad is seeing people that are earnestly trying to seek something and being strung along by mm-hmm. people that, and people in a belief system that doesn't have your best interest in mind. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, 
Uh, kind of take us through that uh, 2015, that time frame when, you know, you'd been saved for some time. You're, you're raising little ones. Um, no, you said there's really that big shift there. Uh, some of this is just going to be, you know, God's mercy. And some of it is just more so in your feeling, like you just know it. Um, mm-hmm. But practically, how has it looked different from that time frame? Yeah. So I... I really was in this space. Like I said, I I was so hungry for more. Um, I did, I I am a faithful follower of, of base of Bible studies of being plugged in. Uh, and so I was doing mops, which is mothers of preschoolers for moms. Um, so thankful for that organization. It really helped me as a mom have community, uh, when my kids were little and, and, I served on their ministry team. I I really was giving out. I, I really had no boundaries. <laughs> That's basically what it comes down to. As as a therapist, you understand. Um, and I was really searching for for more. I was so hungry, so hungry to know myself on a deeper level. So hungry to know God on a deeper deeper level than just look up this Bible verse, journal about it, fill in the blank all those things, which are great. They're absolutely great. But for me in that season, it was just a box at that point because I had done it for so many years. And what happened was, uh, the long story short is basically we didn't sleep in our house at that point. (laughs) And I was so extremely exhausted. I was crying on my, uh, hallway and where my kids were sleeping because, the twins were tiny and uh, my second born kiddo just did not sleep. He hated mm-hmm. sleeping. He hated being away from me. So the only time he would ever sleep was if I read scripture out loud mm-hmm. outside of his door. And so it was one of those nights where I just was reading scripture and he had finally gone to sleep. And uh, all of a sudden I hear him whimpering again. And it was like, oh my gosh, Lord, seriously, I... I don't know what else to do. And that really was like a rock bottom prayer. Um, I know I laugh about it as I'm, I'm thinking about it, but I just, I, it's so tender that, that moment of, I am at the end of myself. I am so tired. Everybody needs me. And I, I just need somebody else to love on me (laughs) and to pour into me in a different way. And sure enough, God answered that prayer by bringing a friend into my life who came to speak at that Bible study, almost like, I I think it was about a week later. And she spoke on Holy Spirit, which I didn't learn very much about Holy Spirit growing up. I grew up in the South um, where it's, it's either you're like crazy, uh, charismatic, Holy Spirit, or Uh uh, you just don't talk about it. And, uh, at least that was my experience. And I, I loved the church that I grew up in. It was just, what is the Holy Spirit? Anybody going to talk about that? Cause I feel like that's important. <laughs> and, um, so anyway, so she started talking about the Holy Spirit and really blew my mind of how real God is in the day to day. And she, uh, gave her testimony. And at the end of that talk, 
I ended up meeting her in the back of the room and was like, will you be my friend and teach me about Holy Spirit? And this is like at a Presbyterian church. So I, it makes me laugh. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so she met with me and had coffee and she was the most uh, beautiful example of how Jesus walks out his life. Um, she taught me what it looked like to worship Jesus outside of church or Bible study. Um, she really taught me how to lean in and trust that the Holy Spirit was within me and um, to listen and to be still and that I could change the atmosphere because Jesus was in me. And so I watched my household shift and go from absolute chaos to peace uh, in, in a moment of all right, we're going to turn on worship music and we're just going to be still. And I mean, I have three boys and one girl and it was utter chaos and they would still be running around chaotic, but the atmosphere would change because I chose to learn how to worship in those moments. And what did that look like to really dig into Holy Spirit, the counselor um, and, and grieve and process and, really go into the adventure that he offers us as believers. So that was, that was the biggest shift for me in yeah. 2015. Uh, that That's fantastic. And and what, what a great story and in, in multiple angles, obviously uh, above all is that recognition that, yeah, like God is here. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that we miss a lot as, um, as believers that, in fact, we're going through uh, the, the book of John in my church right now and mm. talk about sometimes uh, believers like, well, it'd be so cool if I was there when Jesus was walking the earth and he was right there. And that, I mean, that is true. That would be cool to, to physically see Jesus. But that's a lot of what the disciples were saying too. like, well, what are we going to do? You're, you're yeah. leaving us. And Jesus was telling them, like, no, you guys don't understand. You, it's uh-huh. going to be much better. Um, <laughs> and that's something that my, my pastor was talking about, that we have full access to all of Scripture. We have a Holy Spirit inside of us. Like, we've got it made. We've got it way better off um, than what the disciples did. And do I really believe that? Or do I think that's God's just kind of sitting up in the cloud doing his own thing and one day we'll die and, and kind of be up there. But in the meantime, it doesn't really matter. No, mm-hmm. that's not true. And, and I think that's great that you have really had that experience of really living that out. Um, mm-hmm. And also shows too the importance of having, like being plugged in in a church, like mm-hmm. going going to church on Sunday, that's great. But I mean, you can go in and out the door pretty quick and it not really do anything for you, but actually yeah. being plugged in, having people speak into your life like your friend there, um, that that's great. I think that's a fantastic, fantastic testimony. Yeah. I And I think as you were sharing that, you know, I, I have definitely asked that same question of like, are you serious? It's going to be better without <laughs> you here. And Yes, absolutely. I still am. If I'm honest, I, I do ask that question with Jesus a lot of like, I, it would be great if you were really right, right here. (laughs) Um, but what came to me is, you know, I think what happened in that shift was I learned that, you know, the saying of, um, 
when you're saved, it's, it's not just an insurance plan. It's an inheritance plan. Mm -hmm. And that's where the shift happened for me was as, as this 20, how old was I? Early thirties. Um, I went from the insurance to understanding that there's an actual inheritance right now. And the abundant life that he promises is actually for right now too. So that, that was helpful as you were sharing that of like, Oh yeah, that's the shift was I went to abundant living instead of just kind of living for the future heaven, um, eternity perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely that, that shift there of, it's not an either or it, it's a both end we have yeah. that to look forward to, but Hey, there, there's things right here and now that I need to be living for as well. Yeah. And I, I think that discussion is, is a good little segue there of leading into just into the podcasting side of things that I know you're dealing with, um, you know, podcasting of dealing with faith, which is which is great. But I'm sure a lot of the podcasts that you work with, it's maybe they incorporate faith in there here and there, but it's not going to just be Bible reading 24 seven on on some of these different podcasts. So kind of tell us a little bit of why podcast why is that something you've been so invested in and what your your kind of story of of diving into the podcast world's been all about yeah it actually goes pretty hand in hand uh so in that journey i really started to understand who god had called me to be um i became real clear on uh, just who, who he saw me as, um, my being like in my being as him seeing Jesus within me, um, that there was actually, uh, a voice inside of me that needed to be spoken. Like I said before, um, and it started with myself. I really had to believe that, uh, this shy Christian, Christ, oh my goodness, this shy Kristen within me, uh, actually needed to speak my story and how that played out. It definitely wasn't like, now I know. And now here I go. It was definitely (laughs) years of uncovering and discovering that he had given me a voice um, and really being accepted and loved in that place first. And then being able to share that on a, on a outspoken way. So let me, let me tell you more of the practical side. So that was more like on the spiritual connection side. Mm -hmm. So the practical side was 2016. Um, a good friend of mine, Ryan Dobson, uh, his wife and I were in mops together in that same mother's group. And, uh, he reached out to me and was like, Hey, Kristen, I'm going to leave. Um, his dad is well known for focus on the family. And, uh, and then he started family talk and Ryan was working with him and he said, Hey, Chris, and I would love to start my own podcast where we can talk about marriage and parenting and, um, there's no rules. (laughs) (laughs) And so I, I was like, wait, me, why, why me? Uh, and he was like, cause you're, you're going to be great at it. You're going to be a great producer. And, um, it really was an example of somebody in my life seeing something that I didn't quite see yet. And he really trusted me to grow his podcast. And we did. We went from nothing to top 25 
on kids and family podcast in 2016. And I had so much fun working with Ryan and Laura um, for about four and a half years. And that whole time, Ryan and Laura both encouraged me um, to continue to get behind the mic. I was the background <laughs> gal. I mean, I was like, here's your, here's your show notes. Here's your uh, guest speaker. This is all about them. These are the questions you should probably ask. Um, guidelines, which of course, you know, when, when, um, it, it would always be so amazing to me how well he could develop a show <laughs> based off of just reading over notes and then being like, boom, um, amazing, charismatic person. Um, and anyway, so through that, they would always be like, hey, producer K, we want to hear your thoughts. And so they would pull me behind the mic. And um, and then it ended up Laura and I became co-hosts together and we would do our own segment on Rebel Parenting called Moms on the Mic, and we would talk about more motherhood type stuff. And uh, slowly but surely, they basically gave me their blessing to start my own podcast and uh, to share my story. So really with the help of, again, another person, um, you know, in the family of of Jesus <laughs> that's coming alongside and encouraging me to do something that I was really uncomfortable with. I I am by default the one that observes and does not say much in a crowd. I would much rather observe, <laughs> but the Lord really has grown uh, this skill of being able to express actually what he is imparting in my spirit and to be able to share it with other people, whether that's through the podcast about faith or for podcasters and championing them and in, in using their own voice and their own story. I, I think that that's a wonderful story. And it's, it's another one. I'm glad you brought the kind of the, the church perspective in there that sometimes people see other things in you that you don't really see. And mm-hmm. it's great when the, the church and, and kind of even the, the global church can boost each other up and challenge each other in ways that we didn't necessarily see for ourselves. Um, Now that you're on the, the outside looking in a little bit, you've been doing this for a while. um, You you have to bear with me. This is kind of a, uh, more of a counselory type of question. (laughs) So uh, make you a little uncomfortable. Um, What, what do you think was, you know, you weren't, you weren't seeking out podcasting. Um, It just, you know, kind of, kind of sought out you. What do you think it was about your qualities, um, about yourself that was it Ryan, you said was his name? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think it was that Ryan saw in you in that, th- those qualities that you're green, you don't have any podcasting, no resume. What do you think he saw in you that you didn't really see in yourself then? Hmm. Man, that's a really good question. And I actually should ask him that. <laughs> um, I do know. So he did know my background, which so funny enough, my mom is a counselor. She's a licensed professional counselor. Oh. And my dad uh, helped build a very well-known broadcasting company. Um, and that's that's how I grew up. So Um, I had the beauty of a great counselor who asked amazing questions and had a skill set of pulling out the gold in people. 
And then my dad, who was this big strategic executive consultant, um, big dreamer in the broadcasting space. Um, So my guess is um, because partially what I would, I had been known for was I would send Laura um, like a new book that just came out and I'd be like, Hey, you have to check this book out. It's so fascinating. Um, you should check this, 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 this. So I was always sending stuff like, here's a cool new song. Here's a cool new, uh, have you heard of the speaker? Da, da, da. So I think the combo of all of those things was what he saw of like, you would make an excellent producer. Mm. Um, and so, and he, he always talks about how, he prayed about, um, what producer and I kept coming to mind. And funny enough, this is speaking of counseling. I actually was going to go back to grad school to get my counseling degree. And, uh, that whole interaction happened about a week before I started school. And at the last minute I was like, you know what? I didn't know about the the podcast job yet. I just felt a like gut check of like, nope, you're not supposed to go back to school. And so I called unenrolled. And then about two days later was when Ryan called and offered me this production job. So it was wow. very timely and all of that. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. That, that's incredible. I, I didn't, didn't know any of the, the counseling piece in there. That That's really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think from what you're sharing there of, of kind of Ryan's perspective there, particularly with the background, that makes all the sense in the world. Um, I, I've, I've definitely seen um, in just my real short time of, of doing some podcasting. Um, some people have asked like, well, how did you, did you look up things of, of how to run interviews? And I'm like, goodness, compared to my day job, this is, <laughs> this is easy. Like, th- these are simple questions. Yeah. Um, so definitely some of those just counselor related skills and seeing that from your mom and definitely the the business savviness of of your dad it sounds like that yeah a perfect fit there mm-hmm. and as you've seen yourself into not just the hey I'm working the job here as a producer or even running your own podcast um and I'm sure that you've used a lot of skills there, but I'm really intrigued with the coaching aspect that mm-hmm. I am actively kind of pouring into people's life. How has that process been? And and is that something that you feel yourself more comfortable in of being on the coaching side or uh, are you finding yourself more comfortable behind the microphone? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I love both sides of that. I love sharing. It's still, it's not natural for me to just sit down and talk behind the mic for 30 minutes or however long. Uh, it's definitely, Jesus, give me strength every time (laughs) because it is, it is really learning to step into that identity, uh, over and over and over again, which is so funny how he designs us that way. Um, but the coaching I love because I do love encouraging people. I love um, asking questions. And as any great coach does, we get to just pull it out of them. And so after being in multiple positions of a podcaster, I've been an editor, I've been 
a producer. I've been a co-host. I've been a host. I've written show notes. I've done all of the aspects of podcasting. So I understand where podcasters are at. Um, I've, I've launched m- multiples, uh, if not, I, I don't even know how many <laughs> I've helped to launch. Um, I've come alongside uh, podcasters that have been in podcasting for a long time and helped grow their podcast. And the beauty in all of that is, is to be able to come alongside their dream and help them see that they absolutely have what it takes to get to their goal or to their dream or their vision that God's placed on their heart. So I I really love both sides of it, both the coaching and, and the hosting. Yeah, no, I, I could definitely, definitely see that. And it's, it's neat, like you're saying there that God has used you. And I, I see this in a lot of people in different phases of life. He'll use you in the things that you're more uncomfortable with. Oftentimes mm-hmm. he'll use you in that in a lot of ways. And sometimes <laughs> in ways like stop using me in this. I don't like it. Um, but he also uses just those natural talents, those natural abilities um, that he gives all of us. Um, I, I joke often, um, I've said this multiple times on the show, that my my wife doesn't always listen to to the podcast, so sometimes I'll uh, talk about her or rail on her, and she doesn't even know. So I always <laughs> tell the audience to uh, don't don't tell her. Um, but I've I've made this joke to her face, so she she is very well aware of this that she would she'd be an awful counselor like she'd just be the worst she is very much a a blunt it'd be like well get over it like what's wrong with you that, that would be be her approach um but she is so much better at a lot of other things that i am not good at um she can some people can see sometimes I don't always know how my cane was positioned, but back behind me on my wall, I've got all these uh, uh, cross stitch things that she makes and she could just look at things and just boom, just go mm-hmm. and do it. That's incredible. I yeah. My brain does not think that way at all. She yeah. can figure things out that our kids are going through. I'm like, I have no idea what's wrong. And she's just, oh yeah, that give them juice and, and they'll be fine. And Again, we're all gifted in different ways. And I could see on my end of, of some of the clients I work with and on your end with some of the, the the podcasters that you work with of, like you said, being able to bring that out. Like, no, you are good at this. Um, mm-hmm. Really bring this piece out. Or, yeah, we are struggling over here. Maybe we need to strengthen that. Um, yeah. I, I think that's a wonderful role to be able to be a part of, of people's lives like that. Yes. It really is such a gift to be able to come alongside people and yeah, exactly what you're saying that, that growth or, or spurring them on or, you know, like Ryan did for me, which was calling out something that I, I didn't know was in me. And that really is one of my most favorite things to do is with our management clients, um, I love listening to their show and then just sitting and being like, what do they need to hear after the show? Like this specific moment was so powerful. Um, I'm thinking of actually was listening to a client this morning who she had an incredible episode come out today and I just felt led to send her a message and say, Hey, I like how you did this. Keep using your voice 
And even though it might have been hard to press record this week, it still mattered and it's still powerful. So like just that in itself of like, I get paid to do this, to encourage people and send them a text and be like, you're doing awesome. <laughs> Keep going. I mean, what a cool job. Yeah. Uh, for for people that are listening to the show, um, I'm going to qualify this. Obviously, they know some of the strengths of podcasting just because they're listening. That's the only way they could listen to this. Um, so podcasting, goodness, I don't know too many people in my life that don't at least listen to some type of podcast. It's mm-hmm. So it's very expansive. Um, and it's why I like listening to podcasts is it's a really good just background noise for me. I've got mm-hmm. some headphones for when I go out and mow or something. And I love podcasts for that. Um, but for people that maybe are thinking of, well, maybe I might want to do a podcast myself, but I don't know. I don't know if I should. Um, I don't want you to give away all your secrets because I want them to come and, and use your services. But what what would you say to those people that are maybe in that exploration stage? Like, Why should they consider potentially becoming a podcast host? Mm. Yeah, I I actually just answered this question on Instagram. Somebody messaged me <laughs> this almost the same question. And here's what I say is if you listen to any of the if if you do listen to podcast coaches, um, there is a great guy. His name is Dave Jackson. And he's always talking about and Rob from Libsyn. He's got a great um, podcast and has an amazing stats on podcasting, but they will always talk about how, yes, there, there might be a slew of podcasters out there, like podcasts out there. I think it's like over 2 million yet. There's only, it's about 230,000 active podcasts right now. That's not a lot at all. When you think about every topic that you could think about with podcasting, there is room for you at the table. And I work with a lot of coaches. I work with many coaches, uh, life coaches, business coaches, financial coaches, um, spiritual growth coaches. And yes, I, I may have multiple coaches in my just podcast management or in my coaching courses and they all bring different flavors to the table. Um, it, flavors is my like lingo for personality and uh, what you bring to the table. I always like to talk about like, uh, you know, Jillian Michaels, the trainer that's like mm-hmm. from Biggest Loser. <laughs> She's so intense. And then there's like another trainer, like Bob, who's kind. And I can't remember Bob's last name, Bob Harper. He was like kind and gentle and really talk to the heart of people. And so just as with that, when you're a coach or you're a person looking for a coach, for instance, and you're going to listen to their podcasts, say you're listening to two different life coaches or business coaches, and one is very much hustle, hustle, hustle. The other is, hey, God's got it. Let's let's pause and just make a plan. Let's ask Holy Spirit what he wants you're going to, you're going to value either one, depending on what your goals are. And so if you are, I say all that because if you are thinking about starting a podcast and you hear one of the most common 
uh, mindset issues that come up is, well, there's already too many podcasts or who am I to start a podcast? And really when you think about it is, yes, who are you to start a podcast? Because the world does need, someone needs to hear your story. And Jesus loved stories and he loved talking. He loved sharing. He loved giving parables and examples. And so I think it's just in our human nature to hear someone's story or hear how they teach. And really it's that no like, and trust factor. So yes, absolutely. Check out podcasting. It is work. <laughs> it's not going to be easy. Um, and so that's where I love to come in and help you come up with a plan and be intentional and purposeful with what you're doing so that we don't run out of motivation six months in and go, Oh no, what did I do? <laughs> so, but yeah. you're not one of those statistics that, that are not active anymore, uh, podcasters. So yeah. That, that I hadn't heard that statistic before. Um, it's, it's, it's one of those where I was a little shocked at the low number, like you said, that is, yeah, that's not that many in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. um, I would put me on, on the spot here. Do you know what that in that statistic, what is defined as active? Like, is there a time perimeter on what active meant there? Yeah. So it's at least 10 episodes that are producing a show at least once a month and have put out a new episode in the last 90 days. Okay. Gotcha. So it's, you know, definitely something that is, uh, shows that it's doing something, but it's also not a, you're doing a daily show, you know, five, five times a week. It's not anything right. that's extraordinarily high. Um, yeah. I, I think that speaks to, and just take this a little bit broader, even more than just podcasting, that a lot of people can jump in and do something. Two million doing doing podcasts. Like it's the practical part. I'll I'll tell you this. Um, the practical part of doing a podcast isn't that much. Like a, just as far as you hit record and then you'd send it to the hosting thing and it goes out. Like that's not that difficult just to do that. Now to do it well and to do it consistently, that's yeah. a whole different story. Um, exactly. And I think that's the case with pretty much anything in life. Goodness. We all know that in January, the gyms are full of people. That's, yep. you know, that they got that new year's resolution and then go back and check in March and it's not as full. Um, it's really easy to get a gym membership. It's easy to go to the gym one time. It's not easy to go week after week. And yeah. that's something I'm sure you work with some of your clients that, okay, it's, you're not going to be perfect. You're not going to have the perfect podcast out the gate, yeah. but can you stick with it? Can you be yeah. consistent? And mm -hmm. consistency is key for pretty much anything in life. Yes. Yep. Uh, yes. Consistency, communication with your audience, um, and planning for sure. Uh, you, yes, consistency. I feel like I say that a hundred times <laughs> in a week of like consistency, consistency, consistency. Absolutely. And it applies to everything in life. I mean, even just consistently walking is going to do something for your health. Um, drinking water, I, anything over and over again and creating that habit and self-discipline um, is, is so important. And even one of the things that I will tell a new podcaster uh, when they're like, well, when do I, how, how many episodes do I put out 
or what should my schedule look like? Should it be a season? Should it be a series? Those kind of questions. And most of the time, unless it's a very different podcast, I will say consistently do something for a whole year, commit to it because you're going to want to see how you are as a podcaster throughout a year. There's four seasons and it's going to give you data on how you do as a podcaster in each of those seasons. And then it's also going to teach you um, what your audience is connecting with in what season. And so, yeah, consistency, I cannot say enough to just be consistent for a year and then decide, okay, if you want to do a season where you only produce an episode for eight months of the year and then you take a break, that's fine. Uh, But make sure you get that good groundwork. It's like any relationship, right? You got to, you got to commit for all four seasons and then make a decision on where you're going to (laughs) go. Yeah, no, I I think that's very much true. And uh, that's something that I see just in my counseling work. I really like to even talking about walking. Um, I I can't tell you how many times that I will speak with clients that are dealing with depression or whatever. And they're like, I know I need to go back into the gym, but I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes like I, I tried to emphasize that depression is a legit thing. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I know you're not just making that up, um, but can you walk to the mailbox? Like, mm-hmm. can, can we do something? Um, and so often we set these expectations that, yeah, I'm going to have the right. top 1% podcast and it's just going to be wonderful. We're going to do five shows a week. Okay. That's all fine and good. Um, but are you going to be able to do that time in and time out? And if I can walk to the mailbox and back, I always tell my clients this all the time. If you walk to the mailbox and back, you did something like yeah. that is much better than you laying in your bed and not doing anything. So. Mm-hmm having that mindset that I can do a little bit there. Um, and I'm sure you see that with your podcasters that hey, can I put out an episode this week may not be perfect, but can yeah. I do it much better than the perfect episode that never airs? That, that's yes. not going to do you any good. Yes. Yeah. No, I love that example of walking to the mailbox and, and yes, there are, I've worked with plenty of people in podcasting and just coaching clients that are, they have this big audacious dream that they are fully motivated for. And I, I, I am the champion of that. Uh, You know, I want to come alongside them and cheer, cheerlead them in that process and the reality of like, okay, that's great. How can we realistically get there consistently to where you're not burnt out and you're not, struggling with motivation because you gave it 150% out the gate. And now it's like, Oh gosh, life's full. Life's busy. I can't commit. And yep. I always say, take it a little bit at a time. Like if you can do twice a month at the beginning, that's what you feel like you can fully 100% commit to then just do twice a month and stick with it. And then if you want to add more later, add more later. Once you feel that 100%, yes, I'm all in. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, another thing as, as you're talking, um, and sometimes I'll do this with, with my audience and kind of, uh, break the fo- fourth wall, so to speak. And it's no surprise that these are, these are pre-recorded. So I don't know when this is going up just yet, but 
as this is being recorded, that night earlier, um, the I, I'm in Oklahoma, so the uh, the Women's College World Series just happened, and OU oh, won, and they're ridiculously good. Um, <laughs> something that they've spoke of often is, I mean, and they've won like fifty something straight games. It's it's oh, ridiculous God. how much that they've won in a row, and they'll get questions asked to them like, well, how do you do that? How do you stand up to the pressure? And almost all of them, all the players and the coaches will say they're not results driven. And Mm. you hear that as an outsider, like, what are you talking about? You've won. They just won their seventh national championship and all these things. Like what do you, how can you not be results driven? And they are so driven by what is right in front of them, what they have in control can I strike this girl out? Um, can I get a hit here? Um, just whatever it may be and being excited about getting that out, about getting that run. And if they get, if they strike out, then so be it, there's going to be another at bat. And that's been so striking throughout their journey of being able to stay at that level. And you see that they're loose, they're having fun. And they're not worried about losing. And yeah. I think that's important, again, whether it's softball, podcasting, being a mom, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, that you're focused on in the present, what I can do right here and there. And if I screw it up, I screw it up. Like, yeah. okay. And as Christians, we need to have that faith that, hey, well, I'm not saying to take sin lightly, um, yeah. but what we communicate, and I know this isn't always the the purpose or the intention, we're communicating that my sin is too big for God to handle. Um, so I can't just cast it on to him. I need to hold on to it. Look at me. I'm this big screw up. And that's not a humble thing to do. That, that's actually a, a quite selfish thing to do in a twisted way that, no, God can handle it. Let him take it. I screwed up. I'm sorry but you can forgive me. Let's move on. And easy for me to say when I'm not in the midst of of a big struggle, but something as believers, we need to remember that our screw-ups, we throw on him and and to not hold on to it because we can't do it. We're not good enough to handle it on our own. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I've been, I've been in Romans this, uh, speaking of being in different books, Um, and so, yep, just read through six and seven and eight and all of, uh, yeah, just leaning into God, the father literally sees Jesus when he sees us and how cool (laughs) and gracious that is, um, as much as grace is a very Christian-y word, it really is so incredible. If you just sit and think about like, wait, what? That is amazing. Like that we are called his and and with that because we can trust that he's got us and he no matter what and and that playfulness i love that example of of this softball team just enjoying the moment and um being present and isn't that cool i just love that like even if we have this amazing vision um no matter what it is whether it's personal goals wellness goals podcasting, um, that we can hold it loosely and have fun doing it. So, oh, that's a good example. 
Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's just so important that, um, that we think in those terms of being in the moment. And, and I like to bring these, uh, I, I like the, the Christianese type of type of thing. I know we can do the, the Sunday school answer and I, and I don't mean that. Um, but the, the deeper kind of worldview, and, and I say this in kind of the counseling worldview that the concept of something like mindfulness that gets thrown around a lot. And there's a lot of great truth in mindfulness that is basically what we have mentioned of being present, being there in the moment. But so much of what I see in, in psychology and the counseling field is let me just empty everything out of my mind and just focus on the candle that's burning or, or, or whatever. And for one, I don't think we can ever fully do that. Our, mm. our brains are just not meant to just empty everything. We, we, we just can't. Um, so even if we do it, it's going to be very short-lived. But it's also not a very biblical way to go about things. Like when we meditate, um, when we're real mindful, it's being mindful on, on Christ and what he has given us. And that is something that we we can attain of of his forgiveness of his grace um and it's something that's much more long lasting my yeah. meditative state uh, even if i say i can't get into it, i mean what does that last 10 minutes like yeah. you can't stay in that all day long yeah. and I, I think that's just really important of if i am meditating if i am being mindful what am i mindful on what am i meditating on um because mm -hmm. if it's something that I think that it's just going to be a worldly thing. It might work for a season. Um, you're going to crack, though. We're, we're, we're just, we're humans. We're, we're not perfect. And it's just so important to know what we, what we are seeking. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's really good. Yeah. I love that, Johnny. Oh, curious. What are you med meditating on currently in this season? Yeah. Uh, great question. Um, I'm in a season of of change right now um, in a lot of different aspects. Um, right now, I am, my work is completely shifting. I was working for a company and now I am really trying to get my own private practice. Um, it's been going for a while, but really getting that running and uh my contracting with other companies is going great, but it's all on me. There's no, uh, there's no paycheck that's guaranteed. You, you got to go out and, and go get it. And I've been grateful. Um, the things are working out wonderful. Um, even my podcast is changing and I'm yeah. grateful, but it is change. It, we've got a baby that's coming on the way. That is change. <laughs> it's yeah. just change, 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 change. And I think that's something in, in my life and, and kind of my season that really meditating on is while my life is change, change, change everywhere, um, God doesn't. And how wonderful um, that that is, that kind of like you talked about earlier, that rock, um, having a, a, a rock of my faith um, that I can stand on, a, a God that I can stand on, that he doesn't have job changes. He, he doesn't have these these worries and, and anxieties that we all do and how wonderful that is. Cause if, if I'm the standard, um, Hey, I might be doing okay right now, but I can't guarantee what that's going to be like 
later today or, or <laughs> next week. Um, and I'm just so grateful and, and gracious to have, to have a God that is unchanging because yes. goodness knows we, we humans aren't. Oh, yes. Oh, isn't that true? He is, he is so steady. And again, like I think that common theme of he's with us in this journey, whether it's in our work and in our personal lives and all of that. So yeah, that's beautiful. Well, I'm going to, cause you gave, I mean, you have this counselor type of background and that was a wonderful counselor question. So I'm going to fire <laughs> it back at you. <laughs> what, what's, what are some things you've been really meditating on as well? Oh, well, like I said, we're going through Romans, my husband and I, and today I, today, literally I sat down and just wrote Romans eight in the first person of mm -hmm. like, I am, uh, and wrote down all of these things. And that just blew me away. I think the end of seven and into eight, uh, just the concept that he calls us his son and daughter and the Holy Spirit rises up within us to say, Abba, Father, that concept alone has, has my mind to like, whoa, that is just crazy. Uh, to just know that we don't have to strive for anything. Mm -hmm. And, um, that I just get to be called his daughter simply because Jesus is constantly praying on my behalf to, to be in victory. That is overwhelming. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's where I've been meditating and really thinking about, um, you know, how does that apply to my kids? Um, I have a 16 year old, a 14 year old and the 12 year olds. And so like if I'm writing these I am statements down from Romans 8, I get to speak these over them too. Mm -hmm. And what an honor because when I do that, I'm I'm being like Jesus who's already praying on my behalf and praying on my kids' behalf and I get to partner with him to say yes. And uh, it's just, it's so cool. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. No, that, that's wonderful. And I love that that type of language of of Abba Father and everything, just the, mm -hmm. the intimacy of that. And it's so it's so neat that the way that God has revealed himself to us, like he doesn't have to call himself God the Father. He, he can call himself whatever he wants to, but he uses mm -hmm. that language. Like we know what fathers are. We know what kids yeah. kids are. And I look at my own kids, like you can look at yours. They didn't do anything deserving of our love like they didn't they didn't come out into the world and and do all these great things for us they existed they just yeah. they were and that love was was there because they're ours mm -hmm. and using that language to communicate the same way you didn't do anything i didn't do anything to earn that it's just because he made us his mm -hmm. and yeah. how beautiful is that and that we can understand that as parents yeah. that same type of dynamic except ours is so much smaller which is crazy <laughs> to think about because really I love my kids to death <laughs> uh -huh. and that being minuscule that's really hard to comprehend yes oh yeah it is so hard to comprehend for sure I love what you said I don't know if I've ever thought about that that he really could have been called anything like but he he really is called God the Father and how sweet that is that he chose that language huh 
that's good. That's good. I, I, th- I think all of that, when you really look into things, you know, God is God. He, he could do whatever he wants to do. We don't, we can't put him in a box. Um, we can't, he didn't have to rest on the seventh day. You know, he's, he's God. Um, but yeah. that extra care and compassion to put it in kind of our puny little brains to, to where we can comprehend a tiny bit of it. Um, it, it's just wonderful. And that's something I encourage my clients to, um, to goodness, if we're trying to look for the bad things in the world, you'll find it. Um, yeah. in fact, that's why I even made my podcast to begin with that. I'm pretty, pretty open with my values and, and my counseling practice and just my personal life. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, like I just kind of am who I am. I'm, I'm Christian. Um, in on some of the political beliefs, I lean more conservative on things. I'm I'm not ashamed of those things, yeah. but so much content is like, did you see what this politician said? Did you see what this bad thing was? And I get it. There's bad stuff. I get it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't mean that we should put our blinders on and act like it's not there. That yeah. it's good to acknowledge, but what are you doing with it? Are you just banging your head on the wall or are, are you living in fear that's not it's not really helpful um but instead asking myself what what can i do what can i do about impacting the world around me how can i impact my kids um what what am i doing in my own personal life that just really helps us to to dig in and into this world and it kind of goes back to what you said of realizing it's not just about getting to heaven that's a wonderful piece, yes. But what am I doing right here and now? Mm-hmm. And in all these little ways through Scripture and how God communicates with us, He has helped us to find some of that. And again, He didn't have to. He didn't have to save any of us. He could have just said, forget you all. We're we're doing another flood. I, I'm done <laughs> with all of you. But but He didn't. And yeah. that's it's just so wonderful to, to have those reminders. It really is. Absolutely. Yes. And speaking of that, the the flood, my son and I, we saw the most beautiful rainbow last night in Colorado Springs. It really was the coolest rainbow. And I was like, oh, man, Lord, that is just incredible. Mm-hmm. And you can't help but think of your promise, like God's promises. Yes. It's represented right there. He speaks through creation. So Yes. So, but there you go. You took that moment to look at that rainbow and like, wow, thank mm-hmm. you so much. And now it takes you even into to the Noah story of, <laughs> uh, thank you for not bringing that again on us. And you could have just said, well, that's cool. Or get up, get on your phone and just try to take a picture and only look at getting likes or whatever. Um, and it's fine if those things go online, but if that's my only focus, I'm kind of missing it. Like, yeah. there's so much more depth and beauty there, but we have to be looking for it. Yes. You're again, you're going to find the bad stuff, but are you looking for the good stuff and the things that you can do to impact people around you? And I think that was a wonderful example, just right there. Something as simple as recognizing that rainbow. And thank you, Jesus, for, for giving that to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that like hits back onto my story of like being hungry for more is, is really just our awareness and paying attention to when God is speaking. I have so many stories of, 
one day I'm going to write a book and it's called, you can't make this up. <laughs> and it's just going to be story after story of the way that God speaks to not only to me, but just through friends that he's spoken so clearly. Um, and, uh, just over and over again, when we pay attention, like you said, and our eyes are open, uh, we're going to see what he's showing us over and over again, his lavish love over and over. Um, it's just, it's so cool. And I, I love, there's a verse that talks about how, um, oh, it's like a joy, a joy. It's a joy for God to hide the mysteries. Um, it's, it's something like that. I can't quote it verbatim, but it's basically like, it's almost like a treasure hunt for God to be like, I can't wait until they discover this mystery about me. (laughs) And that's so fun. I mean, going back to, he is so much fun. Um, and he's so much better than we think. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that's, that's, that's all wonderful. And that's really the spirit. I think that, um, I, I want to try to help people to, to try to get towards of just that, again, that lightheartedness, the Mm -hmm. sin parts there again, we get it. We should acknowledge Mm -hmm. it. It's bad. Um, it's, all around us in our culture, goodness knows, but that's easy to see. And don't put your head in the sand, but what are the good things going on? Um, what what are the blessings that you have? And on the bad things that are going on, what can you do about it? Can yeah. you can you make an impact? If you can, great. If you can't, pray to God, do something, God. I don't know what to do here. Um, but just being angry. And stay in there, it, you're just making yourself miserable. And mm-hmm. that's that's not a life that we're called to live. Right. Yeah. And one of my favorite all-time verses is Isaiah 60, arise and shine for your light has come. And mm. I 100% believe it's our duty to be light in this world and not be like the humdrums <laughs> of like, wah, wah. We are victory. Yeah. We, are, we yeah. are victorious. And so... Yes, I 100% agree with you. Wonderful. Well, Kristen, it's been a wonderful conversation. Um, I always tell people off camera, like I kind of use things as a guideline and then let it go where it goes. And I think we went to all sorts of cool things. Um, So uh, for the audience members that want to stay in contact with you or know about your podcast, things like that, where can they find you after the show? Yeah. So I mentioned my two podcasts, uh, Holistic Hearts, A Journey from the Head to the Heart. Um, you can find that on any podcasting form, uh, any podcasting app, and um, as well as Holistic Podcasting, podcast coaching for female entrepreneurs. And you can, of course, listen to it if you're a guy as well. Um, and you can find those on Apple, or you can find me on Instagram at Kristen Fields Chadwick. Perfect. Well, I'll have all of those links down below. Kristen, thanks again for for being here and just be willing to kind of share your story and your heart with us. Yes. Thanks, Johnny, for having me. And I, yeah, I bless your podcast, man. It's going to be just continuing to grow and shining your light. And I love that you honed in on this faithfully engaged. Um, It's just, it's going to be awesome to see where it goes. Well, I I appreciate that. And I didn't even pay for Kristen's coaching service. She gave that free of charge. (laughs) So if you are interested in podcasting, I I think 
looking at her stuff would be fantastic. She'll definitely get you get you helped out there. Uh, again, thanks for being on the show, and thank you to everyone else that has has tuned in for another episode of Faithfully Engaged. And let's just go out there and continue fighting for truth. And I'll see you at the next episode.